6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. You know what? The numbers are staggering. About 43% of Albertans reported that someone perpetrated sexual violence against them at some point in their lives. That is according to research conducted by the Association of Alberta Sexual Assault Services in 2020. Nearly two-thirds of Indigenous respondents said they had experienced sexual violence. Two-thirds. Now the Alberta Native Friendship Centers Association, the Association of Alberta Sexual Assault services and Alberta Council of Women's Shelters are teaming up on a three-year project. It's called um, it is called Centering Relationships to End Violence. It is aimed at helping survivors. Let's find out more with Jeanette McInnes. Jeanette is the Provincial Manager of Health and Wellness Initiatives at the Alberta Native Friendship Centre Association. Jeanette, welcome to 630 Chad. Oh, thank you, Jalen. I appreciate you uh, inviting me to talk on the show. Now, tell us, uh, you give us a little bit of background. I mean, when, whenever we talk about about uh, about violence, when we talk about sexual violence, um, I, I'm always staggered by the numbers. I, I mentioned some of them off the top when I was I- introducing you. The, the number of uh, respondents, Indigenous respondents, who said that they had experienced sexual violence in 2020 with this research that was done, nearly two-thirds had said that they had experienced uh, sexual violence. Why the higher numbers? Well, first off, I think that number is probably double that. Um, Most Indigenous women actually, um, because you're talking about reported incidences, Mm -hmm. and most Indigenous women and girls actually do not report sexual violence or domestic violence to police. Um, So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind when you're talking about reported numbers. You should always almost double them when we're talking about Indigenous women and girls because there's such a lack of trust. There's such a lack of, um, uh, you know, courage to come forward when they're dealing with non-Indigenous people and there's so much fear around that. There's fear of being um, discriminated against. There's fear about racism and how they're going to be treated because quite honestly in a lot of cases Indigenous women are not treated as victims um, and are kind of held responsible for what's happened to them by those providers that are supposed to be keeping them safe. Jeanette there are so many layers to this isn't there? Like there's so many layers. There are so many layers. Um, You know, I I think what I would like to say is um, our partnership uh, with the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters and the Alberta Sexual Assault Association is so important. Um, uh, Just because we know from a provincial lens, we're three provincial organizations, Mm -hmm. and then we have our community-based service providers. Um, and so, yes, we have a great partnership at the provincial level, but what I need to happen is I need an Indigenous woman in a small rural community to know that she's safe to walk into any agency yep. and know that she can report. And so centering relationships is really coming out of the Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women's Inquiry Report. And one of the key themes from that report was the power and responsibility of relationships. Mm-hmm. And for Indigenous people, um, it's really important to us relationship. To be in relationship is not something that we take lightly. It's very important to us. 
Um, and so that being a key theme has really, for me, empowered me about what does that actually mean, the power and responsibility. I can give you an example of that. Um, and, and this is and not just for Indigenous women, but this is particularly true for Indigenous women. When you're just faced a trauma, and whether it's a sexual assault or whether it's um, an intimate partner of violent incident um and you walk into a service agency you literally have 10 seconds to create a trusting relationship and that's with eye contact and that's with tone of voice and in that 10 seconds if and particularly for indigenous women but for all women if you have not made them feel safe and welcomed they're going to walk out that door and they are going to probably face something worse and so that's where I mean about the power. You have the power to make that woman feel safe, but you also have that responsibility and to take it seriously. And um, our three organizations understand the importance of that. Um, Jeanette McKinnis joining me this afternoon, and I think you you you, you raised so many great points, Jeanette. And I, I you know overall, I think you know victims survivors of of sexual violence are loathe to 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 talk to authorities you know in in general right i mean we we yeah. we've historically that way you've mentioned some more of the reasons why um indigenous women um would feel even more so and so Mike, Mike, you talk about making that connection all right, centering mm-hmm. relationships. So we know that there are these barriers. We know we know that there's history uh, that goes back years and years and years. So moving forward, then, what is going to be done to ensure that um, Indigenous women, Indigenous children, um, you know, victims, um, survivors are going to feel comfortable moving forward? How do we ensure that they can talk to someone? when they walk into that room? Well, I think first we need to make organizations accountable for how they deal with Indigenous people. Um, I think in community consultations we've done around the province, you know, if one Indigenous woman has a bad experience at a service agency, that goes throughout, the, that ripples through mm-hmm. the community. And, and, and so I often have had uh, other service agencies ask me, how come Indigenous people don't come to our services? And I said, well, do you have a relationship with the Indigenous community members? Um, you can't actually expect them to come to you when you have zero relationship mm-hmm. with them and, and not a good relationship with them. And sometimes you need to come out of your four walls of your building and come out into community and whether that's go into one of our local friendship centers, develop a partnership and deliver the services there, or at least know that if an Indigenous woman walks into that friendship center, that you as a responding agency that, you know, is an expert topic matter expert, um, that you're going to come there instead. If she's not going to come to you, go to her. (laughs) So it's just kind of changing the relationship and how we deliver services to meet the needs of Indigenous women and girls. Jeanette, before I let you go, I know that you've worked, um, you know, not just here in Alberta, but you've worked in in BC as well. I know that you have been front and center on a a lot of initiatives. I am curious to know, are there any places that are, are doing this well or is this um, is this you know across the country thing that we really need to step up and take notice and, and make changes and do differently um, I think 
every place can do things differently um, and, and, and more honestly and, and culturally safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I am an Alberta girl. I'm mm-hmm. Lakota Sioux and, and Scottish. Um, I grew up here, but I did enjoy my time in BC with yeah. the Friendship Centre movement there. Um, and, and they have remarkable programming and remarkable partnerships. Um, you know, there's one sexual assault agency in British Columbia that actually does deliver services at the local Friendship Centre mm-hmm. because 60% of the their clientele are Indigenous women and girls. So they knew to create that relationship, and that's working well. We have some centers, um, and I wish we could get the funding to do that more in Alberta, um, that actually have health care services that will actually do a sexual assault kit at the center because they have a health clinic. Wow. You know, it's making yeah. those culturally safe programs and services. Jeanette, uh, you know what? I I, um, I applaud um, the the teamwork on this, and I look forward to seeing how this um, moves forward. I think it is a really important program. I think it's a really important initiative, and uh, you know I'll, I'll make sure to keep updated. And I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon to give us uh, you know the basics on what's going on and and what we need to be aware of. Thanks for this. Thank you, Jalen. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Jeanette McInnes this afternoon, the Provincial Manager of Health and Wellness Initiatives with the Alberta Native Friendship Centers Association. So yeah, the three Alberta organizations coming together to better support Indigenous survivors of sexual and domestic violence. The program is called Centering Relationships. I gave you those numbers off the top, but yeah, they are pretty staggering when you take a look at them. 43% of Albertans reporting that someone perpetrated sexual violence against them at some point. Two-thirds of Indigenous respondents said they experienced sexual violence, and Jeanette's saying, you know what, those numbers probably double.